Hey, glad you can make it. Welcome to Fantasy Dad Pods, where dad pods are glorified and dad jokes are encouraged. I'm JT, accompanied by Sean. Sean, how we doing? Pretty, pretty good. Did some more house maintenance this week, so felt like uh, I got my dad skills on this week. So that was good. There you go. How about you? True handyman. How's no, your phone? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say true handyman, but uh, yeah, I had some injuries, as I have told JT, but. Uh, it's it's healed we're, we're doing a lot better so <laughs> there you go um well i found out that um a slurpee a day uh does not keep the doctor away <laughs> yeah. so uh dealing with a stomach ulcer and no more slurpees in the immediate future for jt and i'm uh, pretty bummed about it <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you slurpied your way into ulcers well, yeah. to be <laughs> so from uh three days of no slurpees plus all the fun side effects of an ulcer um i think i've lost like eight pounds so it's great okay. it's a great diet i don't there recommend you know, it just get all. ulcers and you'll you'll <laughs> you'll be doing much better yeah in other news um my oldest turns six tomorrow and so uh, this last weekend we did the like the birthday party thing and he was like i want a kickball party i was like that seems doable um let's have it indoors so that let's just find a place so local city parks and rec had a, like this old tiny gym that was like 20 bucks an hour put me down for two hours um we had to bring all the equipment they were just providing the space but it was a blast we showed up i had a kickball and a bunch of dodgeballs and they like organized it themselves they knew how to play kickball from school he, he was like i want to be the pitcher to start everyone else lined up they just started playing it was like the sandlot we don't keep track of score or outs we just play and it was just like all of the parents were like, whoa, we can just chat and they're just having a blast. So it was pretty fun. Although I, I pretty much roamed the outfield. I was just trying to make all the plays and gun them out at home. Oh yeah. Just you got fire that thing. Yeah. I took a couple out. Um, some on purpose, some not. So <laughs> you they know who they are. Your kid. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like, that kid's going down. Yeah. <laughs> I see. So, I, I see. I, I've seen your competitive juices get going, JT. Don't <laughs> you've known each other long enough. I've I've seen them. I've seen them come out. Yeah. Kids are not. Kids are not safe from that. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, or where you're from, or what you did. I'm gonna find you. Dodgeballs, man. It's all about them dodgeballs. I know you. I know you know how to sling a few of those around. <laughs> yeah, we've played quite a few in our day. Oh. God. Bet JT, where you like buried us already? <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, that's true. I don't think I could do that again. I think I, yeah, you're right. I might, I might die if we do that again. So that's probably for the best. Yeah, let's let's hang them up. Let's All right. Up. Well, pretty much we're relegated. To, if we were playing any sport, say it was baseball, be relegated to second base, pretty much. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. It's uh the least stressful of all the positions for the most part you more don't need to more dj lemayhew type than me (laughs) shots fired (laughs) he's just tall (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but on today's podcast we're going to cover dynasty rankings of second baseman yes um well Number one overall is Trey Turner, seventh overall. I don't think I don't assume any of us have a problem with that. Um, he's good at baseball, so uh, we can move on from there. Um, kind of his own tier, right? I mean, like yeah. It, it, <laughs> and one, one. He, he, the only thing that's going to hurt him is what the Dodgers end up trying to do with does he play shortstop this season? Um, because he might lose his second base eligibility next year if they just have him play all of shortstop. Depends on honestly how your league is situated. But if he doesn't play that position this year, because there's no Corey Seager, he might just not be a second baseman anymore. So that is something to definitely consider if you're drafting him. That as to play your second baseman, you might need one 
the following year. Um, but other than that, yeah, talent wise, uh, yeah, he's a uh, elite of the elite. Just how long is he a second baseman? Yeah. Um, kind of along that, that same line and a little bit older Marcus Simeon dynasty league, uh, going 39th overall. Um, now they, they did get Corey Seager, um, uh, from them, but uh, Marcus Simeon's approaching us age 32 season. Um, what do you think there? Like 38th overall, is that a little high for a guy that age? Yeah, I'm, I'm not willing to spend that kind of value to acquire that kind of asset. And, and I, Texas is a nice ballpark, though. I'm even with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, that lineup is still a bottom third for me jt you just named the lineup <laughs> like that's yeah that's essentially um, oh, they're just gonna bat them one two and then three and four like everyone else is just yeah. like i'm out like go yeah. for guess yeah pretty much honestly yeah i mean simeon's had what 2019 2021 awesome years i just i think it was a little bit situational wasn't he um yeah is oakland and toronto yeah yeah it, i mean both what was didn't he finish both like top three mvp yeah i mean not a realistic like actual season is kind of like ah, we need a third one to just include in yeah. votes i mean no knock against him but in terms of fantasy um it's there i mean it's it's second base i don't at 30 what did we say 39th overall oh yeah yeah age-wise yeah uh 39th overall i mean we're talking we're talking the middle of the fourth round before the fourth round ends for like a 12 teamer i don't think i want to spend that draft capital i think i'd go elsewhere with it and just kind of say you know i'm i don't want to pay for the past performance you know you're always looking to get value out of the future performance performance and i don't think there's any you know wiggle room so I, i'd probably just be missing out on him as and not really bummed about it yeah he's um he's a very good player I, th- I think he's going the right direction in ballpark too like if he if the opposite had been happening he's going to oakland getting 32 i'm a little bit more nervous but he's going away from oakland much more hitters ballpark so that is nice as he ages he has no threat of not becoming a second baseman in the near future. Um, so that is nice. But yeah, like I, like you said, it's just, it, I think he is up here a lot because there's a lot of like second and third tier second baseman. Like he's, he's forced up the rankings because of that. Um, so I, I think that's part of it. So yeah, I agree. He's a little too high, but as you see, like, the next guy, Jazz, Jazz Chisholm Jr., lots of potential. I was talking to a buddy of ours during the season. He's like, oh, Jazz Chisholm, awesome. I was like, you, I can trade you Ty France. This was this is the conversation. I was like, Ty France is going to play. You know, he's not like a world beater by any means, but he's a capable starting fantasy second baseman. And he's like, I have Jazz Chisholm. I'm like, do, do you know who he is like yet? Like you banking on that guy and he's already sitting at like the fourth second baseman going 58th overall. Now, Dynasty, that is that is a nice thing, but the dude just can't stay healthy. Like, honestly, like that, and that is a skill. That is a skill some people just never have, Byron Buxton. Like, it, it's just, Kyle Lewis, it's just a skill some people just never achieve. And I'm not writing him off at 24 as being that guy, but that is definitely a consideration when you're taking a guy, what I say, he's going 58th overall there's and he didn't play amazing either like he had some counting stats um again he only had 50 56 at bats two steals two home runs but i mean that's a lot jt that's a lot for 56 career bats to be essentially that he has as many he's going where he has career bats in the majors that's that terrifies me what what are your thoughts on him? Because I know there's some people who will take him this high, but I am dropping him quite a bit more than this. Yeah, and I I I agree. I just 
see him as a steel source. And I know that steels are hard to come by, but what he has shown so far is, you know, it's not like um, some of these, you know, players will, will talk about have position eligibility and, and starting it, them at second is like a, a perk. Like, hey, I can, I can move this awesome player and I can keep, you know, my first base open or shortstop or whatever. But I think if you're drafting jazz, I I think, Oh, I mean, he is eligible at shortstop as well, but there's a lot of good shortstops. We'll get to that in a couple of weeks, but I think you're just kind of reluctantly putting him at second. And it's just kind of a, I don't see how he's a lean towards either an average or an OBP league. Either way, it's a little bit of a below average um i mean it was his first kind of like full season in the majors he made uh 21 games in 2020 but oh yeah you're oh sorry you're right yeah when i was saying 56 i saw 2020 sorry yep you're right yeah but i mean if you kind of are looking at i mean and then he oh i guess he did he started triple a or he was in triple a it was probably because he's injured wasn't it yeah anyway so I mean you're kind of like kind of if you want to just try to encompass that as like a full season of games it'd be 140 some so it's just like the you know what what is he he is he just you know he's not even starling Marte light it's just it's it's really yeah. it's just kind of questionable to see him that high and I think it's just the steals and me I don't like over paying for steals if that's all I'm getting um I'd rather get someone who has a, like a high single digits and contributes across the board elsewhere um, in terms of stats than just overpaying for what are you hoping for like high 20s maybe 30 some steals so yeah. I mean like he's 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 still young enough where he can evolve and he can grow and I saw that his Twitter handle he he had someone do like a edit and he superimposed him and Griffey Jr. next to each other. I think it was. And I was just like, <laughs> like, dang, okay. Like, yeah. Not, you know. not short on confidence. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, shoot for the moon, end up in the stars, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, at least as of right now, I could see how this, going into 2022 doesn't live up to a 58th overall slides a little bit more maybe back at you know even in the 80s i mean it's the steals are valuable it's just not enough with nothing really else going on yeah looking at it so i i thought the this was projections when i was a different uh, format so yeah his i was like yeah i thought he had more counting sets than that yeah so 20, 18 home runs 23 stolen bases um a lot of like 2020 projections and yeah you're right some bases but like he's never been as as speedy as he's as he's is he's never been a great on base guy like double a's full season at double a with arizona barely 300 barely 300 in the majors like i don't look too much in the super young young minors um because you know there's so many variants there but like as he got up higher he just isn't getting on base at a lot. Um, doesn't strike out an enormous amount, but for a guy who I don't know has a ton and ton of pop, eh, 18, I guess, then he's still, you know, he's over 30. Like it's not, it's not egregious, but it's, it's not great. Um, you know, striking out a third, about a third of the time with almost not, not great on base skills. Yeah. There's, there's definite room here for that might be who, he is best case scenario you, you say room might grow but he also could like regress a little bit too mm-hmm. like i can see with his his outlier his peripheral numbers like he could come down in that too i i don't know he scares me quite a bit like my my thing i'm going to jump around here a little lower what do you think i like I just, like i, I like jump in- india more so like why would somebody like he's going 20 picks later like how unfortunately we're both on the same side of this but like how do i justify taking a jazz chisholm over a jonathan india which very very repeatable 
840 OPS at second base, 21 dingers. Like that is a his advanced numbers too. That is easily repeatable for Jonathan India. Like it's just a safe projection here. Boom. I, I don't know how people make the case for that guy. And unfortunately, we're we're kind of on the same side, so we don't really have to. But if you had to play devil's advocate, JT, I, I don't like you're obviously taking probably Jonathan. Are you is that kind of what you're looking at too? Jonathan India over Jazz Chisholm? Yeah, and I mean I don't mean to dump on Jazz. I mean no, yeah, jokes just, aren't yeah. my favorite joke, but they are a solid two. And that's your dad joke of the week. I was waiting to nice. throw it in there with second nice. base. I thought I was like, I'm gonna leave it open. Opportunity. I think for, I think for more of us, it's it's going 58th. Like if you're yeah. telling us we can get them a little bit later, totally fine. I'd say past like 80 you know i, yeah, I, I was just, thinking around i was gonna say 90 i was gonna say yeah. brandon low he's 92 i was like that's about where i would go with jazz chisholm and you could talk me if somebody knew someone coming up was liked him taking him a little before the 90s you know mid 80s yeah i was about to say basically exactly that right india is a good example of just a safer floor and just a more solid you know just batting contact profile all around um and then just to top it off he even had 12 steals in 2021 yeah. i mean he's he's halfway there of what you're wanting out of jazz but he's his zips projection is literally basically the same as it was last year like that's how repeatable these numbers are 21 home runs 12 stolen bases boom on the dot <laughs> like zips are like that's who he is invest in it and i'm like that for a second baseman money Absolutely. And, and I, I mean, I would definitely go that way. I mean, I, I was looking at like, man, how, how much would I let jazz slide? I think maybe it's just, maybe it's, I just don't agree with your fourth overall second baseman, even for dynasty. I know he's young and, and all that, but I mean, I'd still take Cattell. Um, I'd I'm not a fan of, hobby bias <laughs> me neither we're, we're basically the same in the entire second base right now i am not a hobby bias um, uh, believer so but he's yeah dropping. like win and altuve shirt yeah india even let's just flip india and jazz kind of mentally in what i'm looking at yeah because india is ninth overall going over uh sorry ninth for second you, baseman 71 overall for dynasty though you could easily like maybe not all the way like i would probably still take jazz over bias and altuve like just in a dynasty perspective, like Altuve turning 32. He's going to, I think he's going to turn into more swing and miss here very soon for that power. I just, I mean, he just keeps doing it though. I mean, keep doubting the guy. Yeah. Now nah, I'm more that I read into he's only 31 with Merrifield's 32 again, like second base doesn't put a lot of strain on your body either. I guess the one, Excuse me, I'd be probably drop more as Whit Merrifield than anybody. How Javi Baez too, but yeah, Altuve, Altuve, just looking at his numbers again real quick. He convinced me he's he belongs in that conversation. He's just he just keeps doing it, man. I was I was running some numbers today because I was talking to Chris Clegg, and um, Whit Merrifield's name I saw twice as like within in the Statcast era, 2015 till now most line so pretty much line drives it was five to 35 degree launch angle most just batted ball events in that just you know it's the sweet spot it's a little bit expanded but call it the yeah. sweet spot and um what Merrifield had two seasons of that in the top five over the last you know like seven years yeah and 2021 was one of them and 2019 was the other obviously 2020 is not going to accumulate yeah so in the last two full seasons he's and and because chris and i were starting to talk because i was like hey by the way because chris uh, on twitter the last couple of weeks he's been on this exit velo kick and going all about exit velo percentiles so i dm'd him and i was like hey you know that um launch angle outperforms exit velo slightly but still it does yeah and he's like oh really and so i grabbed that the twitter um convo thread i had with tango tiger i think we talked about it during the season 2021 yeah he's like oh wow that's really interesting so it, you know new perspective because he's 
definitely a prospects guy. He's probably starting to get into more research uh, analytics just to be a more well-rounded, you know, analyst. Cause I think he's yeah. wanting to turn it into his full-time profession and, and he should, he's a very talented guy. Check him out on Twitter at, um, I think it's Roto Clegg or Chris Clegg. I'll find it here in a second. But anyways, Whit Merrifield is super consistent. I, th- I think it's a, it's a floor ceiling thing and it's just like yeah. a ton of steals and just yeah, kind like, of almost like an Ichiro light, you know? Well, like what you said, JT, if, if for example, like people are really drafting uh, Jazz Chisholm because of these really because of steals like home runs they could come and go there's a lot of things but you can get Whit Merrifield later and honestly he's going to get you more steals probably mm-hmm. like why the rush for Jazz Chisholm when Whit dropped 40 on, on everybody last year and really did and had a pretty relatively low productive season for Whit, a Whit Merrifield type year and he still got 40 bags like that, I don't know. Like I, you're you you make the case now for just wait for wait on Whit Merrifield if you need those those steals. Yeah, and I mean Whit is definitely an average league lean. Um, he doesn't walk a ton, but again, he gets on base even more than Jazz Chisholm, even if oh, he's right. not getting on base. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. So really, the only thing if you're going to draft Jazz Chisholm over him is those home runs. And again, it was what eighteen to ten home runs. Mm-hmm. And and Whit doubled Jazz's stolen bases, and was better and way better in average or better in average and better in OPS or OBP. So, I mean, yes, it's the it's the age. Obviously, that's why he's going. He's nine years younger. But man, these people like we we've talked about when you draft that high, you know, you're drafting like round four, or even if someone wants to snag him round three. You need to have some level of like elite production, I feel like, and drafting a guy that high, like yeah, Whit Merrifield. I probably still wait seventy five. That's still probably pretty high for a Whit Merrifield. Like I, I really like Jonathan India. I think's where we're getting at right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably you know go him a little higher. Um, Max Muncy. I know again dynasty league thirty one, but his second base eligibility, man, it is hard to. <laughs> To not like a 900 OPS with 36 home runs as your second baseman. Yeah, like that's, that's really really low. I feel like like 111. That's the value. We're like, oh man, I can slide Muncy over, and I still don't clog up my first or third spot, and I and just kind of hide him. He still might get that position eligibility now because again, with uh, Trey Turner moving over, whoever Gavin Lux, whatever he turns out to be, there's still some need probably for Max Muncy to play a little bit of second base. So he will still keep his eligibility. Yeah. And then even with even that in the injury with the arm, I feel like even more so second base. Um, If one person is like, I'm okay with the lockout, give me like an extra month delay. It's it'd be, he'd be one, you know, not that we want it. I mean, obviously, but it's just like, Oh, if everyone has a shortened season, then he benefits or any player that's injured that's close to coming back. Maybe like in a, even a Cunha could have a, like could have had a delay, but we'll see. Um, don't want to speculate on a shortened season. That just kind of bums him out even more than the Slurpees, but um, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're having a rough leg. <laughs> Slurpees and baseball. That's JT. That's basically JT. And uh... Sean, my breakfast was oatmeal, like just plain, just, oats and water microwave and then an apple like like it's just it's pretty it's i'm on i'm i'm just going bland i'm being safe because i don't want the night i had i i trust i you know i've had those nights i'm i'm doing protein and working out jt trust me i ride the bike and do workouts now i'm i'm trying to lose the dad bod do i have to get kicked off this podcast if i lose it I think once you become a card carrying member, you're just like, hey, you know, I've got that. I'll get some side some side looks though. Like, were you ever also carry you, picture around in my dad bod? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have plans of being like single digit body fat percentage? 
Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't think we'll have to worry, <laughs> we'll have to worry about, about that. that. <laughs> just be like... Everyone should listen to this podcast to see how my body fat percentage is going. That's what we're, that's what we're gonna do. Let me see if I get to single digits. No, I will lose uh, <laughs> um, my motivation long before then. But <laughs> um, someone who does have single digits, Vidal Bruhan, uh, Tampa Bay, um, going 12th overall, 130 and uh, barely played last year, 26 at bats. I, he didn't do much, but again, it's, it's 26 at bats. Um, the, the guy, the kid was 22. So I don't care at all about those at bats. What do you think with him, where he's going, what he's predicting? He's a high riser right now, but 130 overall for a guy who's barely played. That's about where you're getting to the part where I'm okay in dynasty formats taking young guys, but it's still, it's you know, around nine or 10 second baseman. What do you think JT? Uh, yeah, I hear the name and all I think of is speed, 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 and you know, low power. I mean, that at least was his projections. Um, but I mean, when you have, I mean, he was in, triple a for 103 games uh 12 home runs like that's that's a that's something that's double digits like that's cool but otherwise any other season before that was five or less on a season um but just like looking at his profile walks has been walking like in the minors a a good amount like the high single digits even getting up into like 11 percent and then his k percent um wasn't at one stop was never over 16 so i mean like that's pretty impressive that's actually really especially in modern baseball yeah but unfortunately the the contact profile screams ground ball so it's 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 very much speed just put it in play run try to get on base with with average and at least he walks a decent amount where he it looks like he could profile in either it's Mom just I, nice yeah it maybe it's maybe it's merrifield light maybe it's young merrifield so if maybe if you're like really hoping to like be savvy and wait back on merrifield to come to you and someone else gets them you're like okay well if this is dynasty vidal brujan let's let's try it out you know like i don't think at that point in the draft you're really you're you're going for upside i mean you're past the 10th round you're around there, yeah, in the 12-team league, yeah. Ish, 10, 11, yeah. Yeah, Nine, and I mean... Where he's going, yeah. Depending on the draft falls to you, I mean, I think you... I think there's worse picks to make. I mean, it's... Because, I mean, after that, though, it's kind... It's kind of a... Pick your poison? I mean, that's... The, the only thing here... So, if... I mean... 44 stolen bases in 100 games <laughs> like is stupid um the talent is there to lead baseball in stolen bases rays are a very analytic team and analytics don't like running the ton the only question i have is are they gonna hamper that that running i just think a guy that fast they're gonna let him still go I mean, it's one of those where it's like, okay, we don't want these like kind of middling guys like Coco Crisp that comes to mind. Oh, the Oakland, you know, Oakland A's around that time. You're like, you're fast, but you're not like, oh my gosh, world burner speed. But this guy is like, put him on Olympic track here. You know, like this guy is like, he's going to run. I feel like if Analytics is like, look, this guy's just real fast. Let's just let him run. Because <laughs> like, so it, I, I still think leading baseball is a realistic possibility for this guy. And with it, like you said, his profile, he's never been a below average hitter, like at any level, even with like a huge ground ball profile. His Babbitt, even arguably for how fast he is, was pretty low at AAA, and he still got on base at like a 350 clip, like a 290 for a guy that fast. I anticipate that to come up a little bit. He should be about a little bit above, yeah, like double A the year before, like a 304, like a little bit above like 300. It's been 300 every year before that. So I I still think a 350 on-base percentage is realistic in the major leagues. With that speed getting on base that at that kind of clip, if it even if it doesn't even that's 
I think being safe, if you, like you said, the walk rate is the same in the case, it could be even higher than that. And you get that guy on with that speed, that fast on down base that much. He's, he's leading the league in baseball in stolen bases. And I think that is what there very rarely is like prospects like that high, but it's, it, you could justify going one thirty for a guy who you're going to tell me is going to get 50 stolen bases. That that's where I think that people are, chomping up the bit for this and that's where it kind of starts to it makes a little sense it, 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 again it, when you get into double digits you're not you're not losing a fan a dynasty league because you drafted him in the 11th round like i am totally okay with taking guys like this past a certain point i just think yeah like not to harp on jazz chism, but that right there that when he's going really early still to like you need some sol- solid guys who are playing major league baseball but around 11, you could take some real gambles on these guys. And I'm okay with taking him there. Agreed. I think, yeah, with Bruhan, it's just playing time. Yeah. Um, how much they change up their lineup in Tampa Bay. I think to bring up Jazz, I mean, he's got more guaranteed playing time. But at least Bruhan has shown that he is probably capable of the higher floor. And maybe you know it, it just it's it doesn't Lau play who's brandon Lau over him doesn't he play a little outfield too yeah i believe so i assume right now yeah left and right field yeah the rumor mill is before the season starts that kevin kiermeyer is leaving so i assume what's going to happen is he's going to be traded to a team that needs a center true center fielder and then low Lau sorry, is going to go to the outfield and that will free up him to play. That is, that is what I've heard even before doing this podcast, listening to a couple different places. That's kind of what is expected to happen when and if the lockout ends and JT can have slurpees again. Those two things. Woo. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, in terms of Bruhan, I think that that's kind of where I'm seeing this. This, I mean, actually, now that I even start talking about it, the overall kind of shows it. I mean, there's like almost a 20 to 30 pick gap between Bruhan and then Cronenworth from the 12th to yeah. the 13th second baseman. And that's what it, that's what I was kind of sensing. I mean, it's kind of like the last the last hurrah of just being excited or upside ceiling of a player. Um, And then you kind of just go into like floor mode. Like it's just like, these guys are like, they're fine. (laughs) Like it's just just a bunch of players. Polanco is going to have a second coming. I don't see it. I think he just had a a really stellar year. I'm not buying into that. Um, LeMayhew's there. I think that's a solid floor. Lux, you know, is Biggio going to bounce back? Do you just have kind of like a, a sophomore Biggio, slump, if you will? Labor Torres, all these guys, Brandon Rogers, who, like, all these guys, are they going to bounce back? Who are they? Like, what, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, would you rather kind of try to mix it up in there or going with the overall Anthony Volpe for the Yankees is getting picked right around those same guys? Where's he at? I'm showing him oh, right his here. 15th. Yep. yep. So, you know, I think it really depends at that point how your draft is shaping up, it, how many players you have are actually in the majors, how many you're throwing darts on that are minor leaguers that, you know, at that point you're not throwing darts, you're throwing, yeah. you're, you're, you're selecting class, 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 but, you know, really just it would come to, down to your roster crunch. Because uh, yeah, Volpe is a ways off. And people are going to like a Gavin Lux, a Biggio, these guys to bounce back. And then you want the floor guys, kind of like a corner worth, not going to do anything sexy, but solid player will not hurt you playing second base. Kind of same with DJ LeMahieu will not hurt you playing second base. The one you got to watch out for is Ty France will not hurt you, but he will not be a second baseman after this year. He they've got Abraham Toro and uh, Frazier. He is third on the depth chart at second base. He will not get eligibility anymore. And again, if you are banking on a tight France being your second baseman or something like that, kind of like maybe a Trey Turner, you're 
you need to be very aware that they might not be at second base. And so you don't want to be going and it's a dynasty league going to next year in off season and not having a literally not having a guy who plays second base or anyone that you even sort of believe in just keep that in mind. So don't, I wouldn't recommend, I mean, obviously if you're drafting Ty France to be your only second baseman, you're probably in trouble, but seriously, do not draft Ty France to be your only second baseman. You will not be second base eligible. Speaking of Adam Frazier, also a sweet spot champ. That's oh, a yeah, sweet he's going, spot. He's going real low. Uh, again, <laughs> nice floor. Like he's going 340. He's not going to do anything. Again, at 30 years old, not going to do anything sexy. But oh, yeah, he switched 2020. But a, a solid contributor, almost a basically 800 OPS guy. Yeah, not going to fill that stat sheet, but you're drafting a guy in the 340s. You just not need a guy who's going to play. He's going to play, and he's going to be solid. He's not going to hurt you in OPS or anything like that. He will have a, a pretty average OPS, so maybe a little below, like a 780, but that, that's fine. That's playable. You just don't want someone to sink you, <laughs> like like uh, people who invested in Glaber Torres a couple of years ago. That one probably stung for some people. Yeah, looking at the overall list, top to bottom, if if you're in a probably in a dynasty league, it's probably got you got your second base spot, probably got a middle infield spot, things like that. I could see it wanting to get one of the top, you know, twelve there that we talked about, but then there's a lot of opportunity to kind of ride a hot streak, mix and match not really try to reach i mean there's so many names that i'm just like like you're like eh, okay you know just like magical is going around 300 like <laughs> not like but not like you know solid player you can get solid the problem is like the second base has a lot of very solid players but the elite is just like what you're paying for but i feel like you might be overpaying for the eliteness of some of these guys that makes sense. Like you can get like crazy, much better hitting first baseman or third baseman when you should be taking like some of these other guys and just fill in with like a solid second baseman later on. You don't have to like fight these other positions, just fill the other positions with the truly elite guys in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy might have a better second baseman than you, but you're like, I'll just take a better player, like a better offensive player in general. I don't care if you play second or first. I just want good young players at these positions and I will, fill in with a very young and serviceable second baseman for a number of years. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's almost funny. I, it's like, I almost want to just go through the list. And it's like every other name I'm like, yeah, sure. Like if the draft came that way and not reaching, I'd take them next person. Nah, I'm kind of out. It Like, it's just, it's so, there's a lot of weird names. Um, it's really interesting that they've, have the second base eligibility one way or another like half these names like you're saying like every other name i'm like if someone were to tell me like hey this guy pops off next year i'm like i could see it and then like go to like down that guy pops off i could see it like it's just like yeah but none of them like have but a lot of these guys were like pretty decent like michael chavis pittsburgh like had some like prospect hype so the moment that they like they could put it together. Nikki Lopez down here, like for you. Somebody like put something together a little bit. You could do some things, you know? There's a lot of guys where you can convince me, like, oh, this guy's going to have a really like top 15 year second baseman or top 12. I'm like, oh, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Oh, I could see that. Like, <laughs> it's just all, it feels like at a certain point, like you said, like after Bruhan, it feels like you've thrown a bunch of numbers in a dice container and shaken it a bunch. And then you're like, where does this play out here? Cause there's like 30 guys that could like, this number could literally be anywhere between one and 30. Yeah. Honestly, all the way down to like 52 is Keston Hira. I mean, if you see a bounce, I, obviously I don't think I would draft him, but like see a bounce back um, post hype type of, you know, name, <laughs> like anywhere from there all the way up through, I mean, like, Andres Jimenez, I'm seeing um, Hassan Kim. Maybe he gets more playing time. I mean, Mustakis is down there. 
Uh, like, Luis like you said, with Garcia is going to get playing time. Just two years ago, he was a 940 OPS second baseman. And 2020 was just like, you know, we ride off basically 2020. So basically he had like 173 bat, horrible at bats in 21. And that was it. But like just two years ago, and less than 300 at bats ago, he was a 900, 940 OPS second baseman. Like you said, like a bounce back year could easily happen with Keston here. I'm not going to bank on it. Like, he, like, obviously you're not either, but like, it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> if he did like, and he's going 470, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's the second base is crazy out there after, after pick 200, basically just, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like, who do you, who do you feel okay with as your, as your either your middle infield, but you know, there's probably, better stacked shortstops. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's out there. You, there's no need to reach. I keep coming back to that. There is no need to reach. After. Do you want to know something crazy too? Like a guy who's not being drafted in a dynasty. Oh no, he's not. He's not. If you need a guy for a little bit, no, never mind. I don't even go there. <laughs> it's just like some of these guys like down below have like had like 480 OPSs. And I'm like, they're going undrafted basically. And I'm just like, they're older, but like still, it's just like there's a lot of like just aging potential here, just really late. If you just need to like a filler, you're like, oh, I'm not happy with like maybe you have Ty France as your starting first baseman. You could draft somebody around like 480 and be like, maybe then I get that guy pops and I don't need Ty France to be my second baseman the next year, you know, something like that. Or if you draft you like D Trey Turner and you're like, he's not going to be a second baseman, you can gamble down here with some of these guys and be like well next year maybe if i want to go in the pool completely blind and you know have to draft a second baseman i could take a guy super late like a nicky lopez and be like see who he is this year and if he does this thing if he doesn't then i could go into the pool but i'll have kind of a guy that's like sort of like a backup that's not going to cost me a whole heck of a lot so yeah there's there's a lot of guys down here and i would like i'm sure on a podcast you'd like us to give you some guys we like but there's so many, like, it's just. You want to know something funny? I, I, I like scrolled to the bottom. I was like, could I even just deal with them? Um, Willie Castro is the third to last second baseman ranked. He's not even being drafted. Doesn't even have a number for this overall. And every year he gets in this kind of like little hot streak. And I mean, never player does. But based on his age, he's only 24. And yeah, Detroit getting like decent playing time. It was, I always, I'm just like, okay, when's it going to happen? When's it going to just kind of click? Because he's a low strikeout, somewhat low walk, line drive, hitter, almost no power. But it's just like that type of player in Detroit in years past, it's just not worth it. But maybe what Detroit's building and everything, maybe he gets that kind of what a Houston Astros 789 just random hitter gets in terms of just like production and value. And it's just like, but at the same time, it's, um, oh, I'm blanking now on the outfielder, Nomar Mazzara. That's who I'm oh, thinking yeah. of when I see yeah. Willie Castro. And I'm like, Nomar Mazzara was that for me in years past and willie castro i'll just like i'll root for me from the sideline but i just i don't want to roster you <laughs> yeah but it's this it's names like that where it's just like they've they've shown that they they can they're just not consistent enough or they're on the back side of their career um but i mean i'm kind of interested to see how um horner plays out he just couldn't get healthy 2021 but he's got as much playing time as he wants as soon as he is healthy there in Chicago for the Cubs. Josh Rojas was kind of a random name that no one really thought would do much. And he was given so much playing time. He's like the Swiss army knife of eligibility for positions. And um, I think he mostly played second in, in center field, at least yeah, when he, Marte he was. Kind was of the, the Marte good. replacement. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, if he's playing, but, you know, I, I'm sure there's other, I'm, I'm sure in an ideal situation in Arizona, he's probably more utility. So maybe he's not playing as much, but like, 
you know, I always thought Gene Segura was like a really solid player to have on the team, but with him on the backside of his career, I'm off the top of my head. I don't remember how his 2021 went. I'm going to pull it up uh, here. Seven, 790 OPS pretty much. I mean, 350 on base. Again, he doesn't have a lot of counting stats. He played baseball whole year, only at 14 and nine. But again, like what you're saying, like you're drafting a guy in the 300s. You know, you just don't want him to hurt you too much, honestly. Anything he kind of gives you an 800 OPS is average. And again, like in the 300s, get 800 OPS average and kind of, you know, 15 home runs, that's a win at second base, especially. You know, you don't want that for your first baseman, but like at second base, you get a guy, it's your 15 home runs and a league average OPS, take it all day. Cost you basically nothing, too. Mm-hmm. On a solid hitting team. I mean, it's just yep. like an extra bonus. Yep, there should be runs and RBIs, depending on, you know, where he bats, how that team works, and how the Phillies are such like a rando, rando team. Like, it, they never – like, it's always something that happens. Like, Bryce Harper quietly just plays really well, and everyone complains how he's overrated. And then in reality, he's probably underrated. Mm-hmm. But then, like – Everyone like the, the bullpen never has seems to have it right. They flip everything up. It's it's working for a while, then it never is right again. Then it's just like Phillies are the chargers of baseball. <laughs> All the ingredients should tell you it's one thing and it's never that thing. It just, I can't ever place the Phillies like the Chargers. Like, hey, they should be good. Somehow they're not. And it's a different problem every year. And so I think the Phillies, if they could figure it out, they have they have enough talent on that team that a guy like Gene Segura kind of He's still second in that lineup, depending on what we're looking at. Could get some real value there. I mean, what's his, his on base again? Three fifty. So I mean, like, easily could put him in, you know, the number two slot. Yeah, I will say I just saw Luis Garcia. I'm, I think I dropped his name real quick before, earlier in this pod, but um, two things. Make sure you know which one you're drafting because there is Luis Garcia pitcher for the Astros who's very relevant. And um, there's also the Luis Garcia. And if you're technically, he's got the accent over the I on the Garcia, whereas the pitcher does not. Um, But the second baseman for the Nationals is, he's, he's really got like a good contact profile um and he's gonna play i mean obviously they're rebuilding over there um but nothing really like screams yeah he doesn't do any like one thing yeah and i think that's the tricky thing where it's like some of these that'd be a name where i'm just like nah i'd rather go somewhere else i'd rather go jonathan scope and and have a have a heater of a 30-day span where he has 10 home runs and just like all or nothing like i'd rather just like dip into that if possible he had a pretty low bad luck though last year i feel like um it will come up he's young enough you projection if you get like give him like 550 at bats i mean you're looking at again 16-ish home runs like the OPS is a little less than Gene Segura, things like that, but like probably looking at above, barely above a 300 OBP. Like again, not terrible. And again, excuse me, he's 21. So he, his profile can change quite a bit. Gene Segura is kind of, that's who he is, but that kid's 21. So a lot can change there with him. Yeah. My, okay. So I, one name that's I keep, I'm like, I don't know how I'm feeling. I, I'd have to really d- dig into it. Jeff McNeil. I was like, oh, wow, here we go. A few years ago. My ask you list. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like, I don't know what to make of him. 29, going to age 30 season, some injuries and just really poor 2021. Um, but the, the profile says that he should be a, automatic 300 average hitter solid walk um relatively low strikeout and but i mean it's another thing where it's just like that one season where at 23 home runs seems really odd so it's like what are you hoping for it's it's 
I just don't, I don't know. And it's just like, if you're just getting him because he can hit for average and get on base, I don't think he's hitting double digit home runs and stealing double digit bases. Because you'd have to play a full healthy season to do so. Yeah, I think barring health, I don't think he'll ever hit 23 again. He's again like Dean Segura, like a 16, 15 guy. He is and can be basically a Gene Segura. The problem with him is he's 30. Gene Segura's 32, but it's just like I don't. Yeah. they're basically the same player in my eyes if he's healthy, but he just hasn't been healthy. And that's kind of the thing. Like Gene Segura is the weird, it's weird to say it. I feel like the healthy version of him. Like I don't buy the, the 20 something home runs. Like I just don't think that's ever going to be him. So that year is an outlier, like oh, 9, 15 OPS. I, that's not him. Could he have like what he had in 2020, even though it was a random season, like a 380? Or eight uh eight thirty? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I mean Gene Segura is what a seven seven ninety or seven ninety, basically eight hundred. I mean, give or take. One will probably hit a little bit more home runs, but Gene Segura will steal like you like five bases where Jeff McNeil might hit you three more home runs. You know, like it's A or B, whatever you one or two more you need in one category. Both decent lineups too, I think, for the most part, but yeah, yeah. health uh, does play a factor there. Um, I also want to bring up there's like four Rockies on this list. They all can't play second base next year. So you're gonna be very careful with who you pick to be uh your second baseman from Colorado. Cause I and again, I'm gonna say this again. You could convince me any of these three guys. Garrett Hampson, some hype. Brandon Rogers, lots of hype. Ryan McMahon, lots of hype. I, I don't know. They're all going within 80 picks. I don't have any idea if any of them are going to be any good, but you could convince me all that you're like, I know something that guy's going to be good. And I would totally believe you. I, I, but I just drafting any of the three of them scares, scares me to no end. Just, just simply for playing time purposes. Really? Yep. I agree. And that's how it's been last few years is just like, you think it's McMahon and then it's not. And then it's, you know, it's just, I don't even know if they know what they're doing in Colorado um and uh, the Mets having them going back to McNeil real quick because this embarrassment of riches is on paper but it never seems to play out as such but I mean signing uh, um Canna Escobar and didn't they sign one other I can't think off the top of my head, but that kind of pushes J.D. Davis and Dom Smith, at least according to roster resource. And I'm just like looking at it. If you're going to bat Jeff McNeil eighth is what roster resource is projecting for your second baseman. That's great and all, but I would rather have J.D. Davis's bat playing like third and maybe moving Escobar to second. I don't know. That's just like, it's, it's a good problem to have, but. Um, oh, yeah, it, that's a good call, Escobar. I kind of forgot that he, I was just picturing him as a Arizona guy, but, yeah, he he moved on, so I had forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, that does um, explain to that. Any other names as we wrap it up here? I mean, it's kind of, there's not many minor leaguers to talk about. If you're a, if you're a top minor leaguer who's, who's, eligible at second that's not a really great ceiling to have yeah so you're not going to have many prospects for second usually you're moved from third or shortstop once you get kind of the majors and you can't cut it like you said it's pretty rare to be a high profile second base prospect um yeah i i'm not no volpe again is probably like you said the one guy that would have has some hype um but he's what single a last year last year yeah he's a way off yeah 20 years old off. i mean renegades. drafting him 160th is just too high for me that you don't know what he's gonna be there's still a lot so much time here never even played double a like 
there's way too that's way too much that's way too high for me to draft him um there and everywhere else yeah there's no one that's really strikes my fancy prospects wise um yeah um (laughs) jed lowry's still on this list um (laughs) maybe giggle sorry uh yeah i forgot i had forgotten completely about escobar and i think like you bring it up before move on like he will probably switch to i think second base he's never really been a great defender where he's been asked to play in arizona and i think he's he's probably going to be second i just don't see him at first like <laughs> he does not profile as a first base he might have played a little bit there last year but he, he's gonna probably be second base gosh that sucks he's agent two 33 34 multi-year deal yeah he's gonna cut in that playing time dang jt yeah, I think the only other name to maybe just reiterate um, mentioned Lux. I want to see playing time because I think he can definitely be more be of value based on where he's going at that overall. If he gets enough playing time to be, yeah. yeah, if he gets enough playing time to be relevant, I could definitely see him being right there in those in that you know filling in at least that that drop off that we're talking about after after 120s i mean definitely be worth it yeah they're just kind of like sprinkling them in here and there and really not fair for a young guy right you're gonna let him play let him play and And then switching him he's played four positions too like let him play a position and let him do it if you're gonna let them do the thing you know yeah especially for as as big of a bat you know prospect as he was Um, that's a pretty good call jt on a guy that might blow up if they just leave at second base now that there is playing time there now mm -hmm. um so the other one i always liked kevin kevon biggio's numbers and profile and just his contact and and plate discipline he was a big plate discipline guy right 2019 Mm -hmm. but um god he just had a had just a weird last 2021 i don't even want to look at those numbers because i just i think 2022 is kind of like all right you know you've you've had enough time to to figure this out who are you kind of like this is going to be a new baseline just with you know everything that's been 2020 and delayed and all that stuff and we'll see how if the lockout affects anything but that'd be someone i'd be willing to just like really sit on or throw on my bench stash in a good lineup young player you know post type prospect pedigree and and i mean it, when you start with a good plate discipline you know typically in a in a good contact profile i mean he was hitting second in that lineup before Bichette really just kind of took over but I that'd be another name i'd be intrigued i've i've checked into him too the, his issue is he has a great profile with the walks the problem is he's just never it's actually to the point where it hurts him too much he is so not aggressive that i think teams adjusted to like he's giving you two strikes but he's giving them to you and then he suddenly um, i can't remember who wrote the article but he's always always found himself down in counts because he just showed no aggressiveness and at a certain point he just has to show that he's willing to do it he doesn't have to just do it all the time but just a couple times like what was it the was it two years ago when mike trap finally swung at a three and oh pitch or something like that just right. show someone you're willing to do it you don't have to even you could still only do it like 20 percent of the time just but you just have to show it and he just has to show the aggressiveness in the account earlier accounts more because they show that like you know even if you're a great have a great eye and you make contact all the time, being down 0-2 in modern baseball is really bad. <laughs> like Pitchers are so good now that it doesn't matter how good you are at contact. Being down a couple strikes or a strike is never good. Giving away these things is bad. And so he just has to be a little bit more aggressive. So yeah. if he does that, you're right. That, that turnaround could be just like that. But he just has to do that. I mean – his dad was fairly aggressive at the plate. I don't know what if they need a pep talk or if his dad needs to go over the supplements he took or just the diet Wait, he well, was well, on. That's, or, that's an accusation there. Or just, you know, just the way, you know, maybe a uh, different weight and bat, maybe drop it an ounce, you know. He, just... he, he was a real fun batter, <laughs> isn't it, the dad? Like, this, as a short guy myself, I, I really enjoyed some Biggio. Some Biggio Feisty. Yeah. 
just this little compact guy who just like he's like um like one of those tops you spin and then he like would uncork the whole thing like it's just a really fun at bat <laughs> absolutely i think what i'll do is for a second base dynasty you want to move on to third or shortstop next this says a lot about you what you say next jt where do you think we should go around the diamond i think you gotta go third yeah that's what i was gonna say okay you're this podcast can continue for another (laughs) i was like you say shortstop that's like (laughs) you don't even know are you even what are you even doing like yeah we're good and it works twofold because shortstop's loaded so we'll just keep pushing that anticipation back (laughs) it's just going to be crazy there is however after with those free agencies uh depending on a couple moves do people stay at shortstop so that's yeah it is loaded but for how long will it be loaded cool well that'll be on a different episode because we're doing third base next oh third base (laughs) um i'm gonna wrap up with the bonus dad joke here courtesy of dan strafford's daughter he tweeted this out over the last week i thought it was pretty solid for the kid i was I was proud. The new generation is is doing okay. Um, she asked her dad, why did the rooster cross the road? To prove it wasn't chicken. Well done by the little lady. That's, um, that's a solid one. That's yeah. A solid. That's solid, good. solid dad joke at a, at a very young age. Yep. I, um, I tweeted back to that as a... Um, so I'm, I'm so proud and it was like ron swanson yeah is bef- in front of his mouth holding back tears just <laughs> that's uh that's how you do it that's how you do it good on her good on her all right well that'll do it for us thank you all for joining us we appreciate you listening take care be well and until next time we'll see you see you I'm not going to be able to do that.